You're listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold-breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here is your host, Jeff Harding. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff. Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. You're listening to episode 38, Connecting with Parents, part three, The Long Game. A childhood buddy of mine is pretty good at chess. Uh, I remember him bringing a big chess strategy book to youth summer camp, a real hit with the ladies, let me assure you. Uh, And hearing him talk about new methods he was trying to learn to get better at chess. His current workplace has even held tournaments for kids. And I still see his pictures and posts every once in a while, uh, challenging masters in the midst of scrolling through my Facebook feed. My friend has memorized and even disciplined himself in the art of strategy. Now, strategy, something that I've been trying to highlight the last few weeks as we talk about connecting with parents, strategy is an incredibly valuable trait in the pages of history, whether you're talking about war, business, sports, technology, or leadership you will find that those who work to discover and hone excellent strategies usually find success. Unfortunately, us humans haven't always been great at learning from the past, and I believe today's quick-paced, tech-heavy culture has found a convenient alternative to long-term strategy, and that is to be fast and flashy. I think the process of constantly evaluating and reevaluating methods to achieve something has lost some complexity. Perhaps uh, the fatigue of 2020 and Zoom and other things has attributed to that. But in today's business models, I feel like strategies that highlight speed and luster are more sought after than strategies that ensure long-term success with the caveat of patience and quote-unquote trench work. Don't get me wrong, I think businesses and people have always sought the quick, easy, or cheap way toward accomplishment. And there's always uh, scopes that say, well, in this many years, after this many campaigns or whatever else, we, we will be here. And so financially, I think it's a good decision. And of course, a month later, that could change. Uh, You might even argue that technology has allowed us to streamline successful campaigns uh, in a fraction of the time that it took 25 or 30 years ago, and I wouldn't disagree with that. However, I think this new fast and flashy um, trait in our culture um, flaunts uh, a very dangerous precedent for younger generations and those of us who lead them. Uh, this culture, which mirrors uh, Generation Z, has a very short attention span. And so we find ourselves scrambling for something that will grab people's attention long enough for them uh, to have meaningful engagement. So instead of building a solid foundation and slowly adding to it, we look for something with a bang. Brevity is great, but sacrificing quality and intention is not great. As I mentioned, this is the final part of our Connecting with Parents series, 
And I want to give you three principles that will hopefully provide context and encouragement for finding strategy that helps you equip and truly partner with parents, the primary disciple makers of our students. The first principle is that pursuing failure is better than settling for completion. Unlike most major businesses, youth workers don't really have the luxury of a controlled group to pull and test all of their resource material uh, and equipping content. Other youth staff, volunteer leaders, or even a parent board can certainly help with that. However, the nature of ministry should rightly lead to personal interactions and subjective discernment. So the bottom line is that at some point, in some manner, something you do will fail. Failure should not be seen as a horrid thing to avoid at all costs, but rather uh, think of it as a road sign uh, that tells you where to turn up ahead. Uh, Failure can push us to keep learning our audience and improving the quality of our content and delivery. Our idea of failure uh, can be getting out a resource or an email that no one opens, or having an event that falls flat because there wasn't enough prep or heads up about it. Maybe the attendance wasn't what you were hoping for. Maybe no one is clicking on your links that you send out. Uh, Make sure to put important information there, and don't provide it in any other place where you could care less about parents looking. Make sure to put it where you want parents to go. Do you have requests for parent feedback that largely go unnoticed and without responses? Make sure to follow up with several parents personally. Uh, Most of them will have never seen the request or maybe accidentally deleted it from their inbox. When we settle for just 25 to 35% parent response, and resources and requests are provided from us but never used, I think we're just settling for checking a box on our to-do list and not really progressing in our communication and relationship with the parents of our students. So never settle. Keep personalizing your interaction and maximizing your communication with those parents. And don't let mishaps or failures shut down your progress it will go a long way in establishing authentic connections. The second principle is, simplicity is profound, not dumbed down. You might go back and listen to what I said earlier uh, and think that I totally abhor all current marketing and graphic campaigns in today's advertising culture. Not at all. Uh, In fact, my wife works in advertising. Uh, Several Uh, of those campaigns and strategies are creative and clever and simplicity is at the center of many initiatives that are successful and we as youth workers can provide simple structure without sacrificing depth and intentionality Uh, last week i brought up automated email as a great tool for consistent communication without worrying about um, having to sit down and type everything out before you send it It's already scheduled for you. Uh, You can make everything short and precise. You don't have to give a novel's length of text to give every detail. And so what I send in the content of my automated emails, uh, I, I identify the week that we're in. So I say week of December 20th. That was a Sunday this past year. Um, I talk about what we, 
discuss that morning in our series. And then I provide a challenge for parents to discuss with their students related to the content that we talked about that morning. And I also have a button at the bottom where they can click that and it'll take them to a section of our church website that has the PDF versions of the handout or of the lesson plan that we went through with the students. Uh, Short text blocks provide an overview of the series, and that's all you really need to have the focus of what you discussed with your students. Uh, Each week, I change this text to include the main passage of scripture that we used in the lesson, and obviously my prompts and challenges to parents also change. Make sure to create simple methods that draw people towards substantial conversation, and you'll be able to better prioritize your own strategic time away from trying to have something flashy and quick and something that's more substantial and provides purposeful content. The final principle I want to cover is that investment always requires risk. Uh, Whether you're talking about the stock market, the housing market, or youth leaders and teenagers trying out harebrained game ideas, investment always requires risk. Another casualty of our tech-flashy, attention-spanless society and culture is patience. We just want everything now. Now. Uh, If something doesn't work out the first time, or perhaps just not as well as we expect, we're quick to dump it and try something else. Unfortunately, this not only happens with connection strategies, but I think it also happens with relationships. That fast and flashy approach can be attractive, but I think it's an impossible long-term methodology to keep up, almost like a sugar rush. After a while, you will crash and burn, and the crashes get harder the longer you go, and then you are teetering on something that I talked about a long while back with my buddy Scott about being cynical and heading toward burnout. We need patience. We need a healthy, long-term strategy. When you finally get some good parent feedback or a great response to a parent-equipping initiative, trust me, it will feel like a breath of fresh, motivating air. But no general ever won decisive battles without having first-tasted failure, and even many of the best hitters in baseball history also have the highest amounts of strikeouts. Investing in the difficult, valuable practice of establishing great connections with your parents will certainly involve frustration, but it is well worth the risk, friends. Try something, follow up, reevaluate, and try again. Celebrate, but keep evaluating. One of my favorite authors, Henry Nowen, identifies the reason that we should stay patient, and even in that tension of waiting. He says, a waiting person is a patient person. The word patience means the willingness to stay where we are and live the situation out to the full in the belief that something hidden there will manifest itself to us. So, youth workers, nailing a putt may seem like the main accomplishment when you're golfing, but really... It's an attempt to set yourself up well for the next tee box. It's all about the long game. 
Well, that does it for this episode and this series on connecting with parents. I hope it was beneficial for you. If you can, please share this episode and this series with fellow youth workers and people in ministry who are trying to figure out what it looks like for them to connect well and communicate well with parents in their ministry. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. You can catch all of our episodes, a comprehensive list of our guests and their bios, uh, links to youth ministry organizations, and a merchandise shop that helps the podcast out at our website, youthministrymaverick.com. I also encourage you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for us. That helps boost our visibility to others. And if you give a review of our podcast, please screenshot it, send it to me before you submit it, and I will mail you a personal thank you with some exclusive merchandise as a token of my thanks for giving us a review. So go and do that if you enjoy our content. Next Tuesday is our exciting kickoff to the 11-episode series on youth ministry workers and the Enneagram. So make sure to tell people about that. Subscribe so you don't miss it. And check that out as we start doing two episodes a week for the next month or so as we go through all nine dominant Enneagram numbers with a youth worker, one for each of those numbers, as well as an intro episode and a conclusion episode with our Enneagram coaches, Ainsley and Danielle. That's it for now. So thanks again for listening and until next time, adios.